I'm going to do a traffic case study. I'm going to talk today with Yvonne and Marion and, and maybe someone else about your traffic. And we're going to talk, we're going to dig deep for two or three people on where you can get, you can find the people who need what you have. Because you can have an entire sales funnel in place, you can be writing an email, but if you can't find new subscribers, if you can't find new prospects on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, your business is going to dry up and die. Or you don't have one in the first place. And it's becoming, uh, in some ways, it's becoming more difficult online to find whether there's more and more people online, uh, but the environment online is that those people are distributed in so many different places. They're in these cubby holes, and you've got to go in and find them and get them to stop spending as much time. And let's say somebody spends 45 minutes a day online, and 40 of those minutes are spent in some forum trying to figure out the solution to their problem, but nobody in the forum can really help them because one of the things that you find in groups you know, groups are a rage. Uh, profiles are, are a rage. Forums are a rage. People get involved in those places. The problem is they're getting advice. My, they're they're getting advice from other people who are in the same boat that they are because the people that are going to the forums, the people that are going to the groups, have problems, and they're going there and they're commiserating about their problems and their challenges. Uh, rather than being able to go somewhere to get information and to learn. You're the person that's able to teach them, but you, so you've got to go in there and rescue them from that place and get them to come to your place of interaction, which obviously for me is my email campaign in this call. That's what for me. For you, it might be a Facebook group. For you, it might be a G-plus group. For you, it might be YouTube. For you... It might be a closed forum on your website. For you, it might be an open forum on your website. For you, it might be email. I mean, hey, I'm just such a huge believer in email. I mean, the, the, there's a pro and a con to, to email. The pro is if you can engage people via email, I mean, it's almost like having them right in front of you at a coffee shop. But if you can't engage them uh, because you can't go deep verbally and engage folks, and you haven't taken the time to learn how to deeply communicate with people, then you may take a shallower approach, like a group or a forum. You, it's perfectly fine opportunity to, to create rapport there, but it's difficult to go deeper because it doesn't feel like it's as personal of a relationship. So you can go broader, but it's hard to go as deep. And so the concept is that you go in, you meet people where they are, and you take them from where they are to where you are. So I, I really want you to grasp this concept, that people spend a certain amount of time online. It's kind of like the old TV, so analog TV, 30 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 10 years ago. I and mean, we still do market share on television. The truth of the matter is, if somebody spends three hours a day watching television, the television channels want you to watch their channel more than other channels. So the television channel can get you to watch their channel for 47 minutes instead of 31 minutes. They can charge more for their advertising. Why? Because your eyeballs are on that channel for a longer period of time. It's called market share. Well, there's something called timeshare online, and that is that people have an amount of time they spend online. 
but let's say that that's three hours a day, and I don't remember the exact number, but Facebook is something like 45 minutes or an hour a day of online activity. And it, I don't remember exactly what the number is, and you can probably slice that number a lot of different ways. But if we're looking at it from an online perspective, let's say that it's an hour on Facebook and it's uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes on email and then it's 30 minutes on Google and it's an hour somewhere else. If you want to enter the consciousness of the people who have problems, you can't increase the pie. They're spending three hours a day online. You have got to take their attention away from where they are to spending it with you. So if somebody spends 60 minutes a day on Facebook, if you can change that to 57 minutes and get them to spend three minutes of it with you, then you're going to have more engagement than if they don't spend three minutes with you. And I know when you hear this, you go, Sean, that's common sense. You're right, it is. But if you have you thought about it this way? If you'll think about it this way, if you can think about how can I get people to spend more time with me, whether it's on my website or it's interacting on emails or maybe it's interacting in a Facebook group. Now, you folks know that I don't do that. There's, there's reports out there about people that do that and they do it successfully. I don't know that I believe everything that I hear and I don't believe everything I read. But I think that there are people that are able to do that. Uh, successfully and it's not able, it doesn't mess with their mind, one of the challenges with doing things like Facebook groups or Instagram profiles or all of those kinds of things is that you have to be wise enough to not get hooked and to only be the mentor in that environment. Okay? So it's kind of like, what a horrible example I'm going to give. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay? Um, drugs, drug dealers. Okay? If you study the drug dealers and their ability and the profitable drug dealers versus non-profitable drug dealers, okay, one of the biggest things for a drug dealer is they can't do drugs. Seriously, I mean, think about it. The, one of the biggest things about a drug dealer is they can't do drugs. They can't get involved in the same thing that they're selling, and and I think that that's the catch for social media is that if you're going to go in there and be the mentor, the group leader, you can't spend four hours of your day being sucked into it. You have to be bigger than it. And of course, most people don't have the self-discipline to be able to do that. And it's not either, neither here nor there. You know, I don't have the self-discipline to not eat my favorite brand of potato chips if it's right in front of me. So I just don't buy the bag and I won't eat it. I mean, it's just that easy. We don't have to solve the self-discipline problem for me. You know, I don't have to chop off my arm or anything like that. I don't have to have any kind of willpower to not eat that bag of potato chips. Just don't buy it. That's it. It's, a, it's like a one-second decision. Don't, don't even go down that aisle in the grocery store. And it's problem solved. Problem solved. But if it's in the house, well, it's the same thing. So you've got to make a decision. Are you the kind of person that can spend time in social media but not be trapped by it. So the idea is, for most people, you go into social media or you go into the forums, you go into where people are hanging out, and you rescue people from the conversations, the losing conversations that they're having, because 
guess what? They've been in there for three years trying to figure out their problems, and they haven't been able to figure out their problems. Another day there is not going to help them. You have the answer to their problems, but you must rescue them from wherever they're looking for answers and get them to come to either your website or your email campaign or your social media account. Again, I don't want to keep saying, here's this caveat, here's this caveat. So I'm probably going to stick to tradition here for me, which is bring them to your site or bring them to your email campaign. Now, that brings up an interesting thing. If your site doesn't have any reason for them to hang out, what does that tell you? Well, you probably need to fix it. You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like if you go to a coffee shop and it's in bad repair, and you talk to the proprietor and you say, "Look, I'm not going to keep coming back here if you can't get uh, the roach droppings off of the ground. I like it here; it's a good location. I like the coffee, but this just grosses me out. You've got to fix this." Well, if the proprietor were to say, "Look, if you can't handle roach droppings on the ground," then just don't shop here. You, you say, Sean, that's ridiculous. No coffee owner, shop owner, no entrepreneur would say that. But the truth of the matter is 95% of the people online who think they have a real business online have a website that offers absolutely no value. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to offend somebody, but that's okay. I've had clients before that say, okay, well, Sean says I should put 10 articles up on my website so it's a, it's a friendly website so people can come find something. And then in the afternoon, they'll write 10 articles, and they put them all up on their website, and they send me the website, and they, they say, Sean, is this what you're looking for? Now, what am I supposed to do? It, hey, you did what I asked you to do, right? Well, the truth of the matter is if you're not going to add another web article tomorrow, you're not going to add another article the next day. You're not going to offer value to people, and you're not going to add YouTube or, or Instagram or anything. You're not going to add how-to instructions. You're not going to add some manuals. You're not going to start making some training available. You're not going to start a code. I mean, if you're not going to create, make your site an engaging place for people to go, they're not going to go there. You can spend all the money in the world on traffic to get people to your site, but if your site's not engaging, then who cares? And I don't, I don't want to presume to tell you what need, make, needs to make it engaging, but you could ask yourself. And if you use a tool like Rescue Time, they'll give you a report at the end of the day on exactly what websites you hang out at every day. And if you'll do that for one week and look at the top ten websites that you hang out with at, you can assume that the places you choose to spend the most amount of time are engaging you, right? So then take those ten websites and ask yourself, what is engaging about those websites? Why do I go back to those websites and maybe on your website put the kind of engagement features that other people put on theirs that, in fact, that get you to hang out at their website? I hope that that's making sense. So 50% of the traffic equation is once they come to your website, they've got to hang out. You've got to be able to send them back and send them back and send them back. They, they need to join your list. They need to be able to get an email from you, an email that sends them back to your website. If that's half of the traffic equation. And if that's not in place, then any of the traffic that you drive is it's, it's worthless. It's useless. And so there's two parts to this traffic equation. One is your website has to be engaging. If it's not engaging, you're wasting your time. The second thing about traffic is that you're not going to create traffic. You're not going to wake people from the dead. You're not going to 
get into people's homes and say, you know, you have this problem, get online. You're not going to do that. You're going to go where they're already hanging out, writing about their problems, whether that's a Facebook group, whether that's a forum, whether that's a hundred Facebook groups, whether that's a hundred forums, whether that's a bunch of different websites or places that they're engaged, but they're engaged mindlessly. They have a real problem, but their, their problem is not being answered where they're hanging out. Your job is to go in and invite them to come to your website. Okay, now, there's a pattern and a process that has to happen. So if you go on to somebody else's website and you say, you just make this blanket invitation, come over to my website, unless you're paying for banner ads or you're paying for advertising, they're not going to appreciate it. It'd be kind of like if you ran a grocery store and somebody came into your grocery store and took a megaphone and said, hey, prices are cheaper at the grocery store next door, you'd call the cops and have them sent out. Well, it's the same thing. If you go into somebody else's forum, if you go into somebody else's Facebook group and you just start calling it out, then what's going to happen is you're going to get kicked out. Just like if you went into the grocery store with a megaphone and you said, hey, price is cheaper next door, you know, produce is fresher next door, come next door. It wouldn't work. Well, it's exactly the same thing online. And so the question is, well, how do you get them to come to your website? And here's how. Here's how. Okay? It's called attraction. It's called lead attraction. I'm going to have some fun this afternoon. Spend some time. Look up lead attraction online. And go down the rabbit hole. Spend some time. Don't just look at the first three listings in Google. Go down the rabbit hole. Dig deep. Buy a couple of books. Study it. Okay, that's just, you don't need to do that because I'm going to share with you what you need. But, I mean, if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, and some people like to, lead attraction, look it up. Okay. In real life, what do you do to attract people? Okay. In real life, you don't attract people by saying, oh, I am so wonderful, please come, come do this. Okay. You attract people by giving. You attract people by being there. You attract people by being a nice person. You attract people by having some knowledge when they need it. That's how you attract people in real life. It's the same way online. Psychologically, humans are exactly the same online as they are offline. Okay? And the way that they respond, now sometimes they'll act a little bit different because they're posturing in ways online that they can't offline. But in terms of their, their core psychology and the way that they respond, it's exactly the same. I, I believe that deeply. It's exactly the same. In order to attract people online, you've got to show yourself as being nice and helpful and friendly and knowledgeable, and they will hunt you down. So you go into a, a Facebook group or you go into a forum group, and you find those people that need help, and you begin helping them in the group or whatever. You begin helping them. And then when they begin to ask you questions, that's when you say, come over to my website or shoot me an email. Here's my email. Shoot me an email. Let's get on chat for a few minutes. Now, when you get them on chat for a few minutes or you get them on email, notice I'm not subscribing them to a list. When you get them on chat for a few minutes, you get them on email for a few minutes, what do you do? The very first thing that you do is you say, hey, what's going on with your, your problem and your challenge? Okay, great. I have a few ideas I might be able to share with you. Uh, the first is, now the second, I've written an ebook about it, I, I, and I highly recommend 
that you download it and you send them a link to your squeeze page. Now, if you offer them any kind of value during this chat session, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to go over there and become a list member. And then maybe you help them just a little bit more. And then the chat session ends or the email ends or, or whatever the case is. Now, some of you are going to say, wow, that's a very labor-intensive way of getting subscribers to my website. But let me ask you this. If you've got a problem with traffic right now, I assume you're getting less than, say, 500 subscribers a month. Now, you're probably, if on average you're working 25 hours a week, you're at working 100 hours a month to get less than 500 subscribers to your website, so you're getting less than five subscribers per hour. So out of all the time you spend online, you're getting less than five subscribers per hour. But if you can use this technique, and remember, once you've talked to 100 people via chat, you can put together a, a compendium of all the questions that people ask. And the next time that you invite somebody from the forum, hey, shoot me an email, you're able to just immediately write them back and say, your question actually answered it in this PDF. And you send them the PDF. And all the way through the PDF, at the beginning of every page, the end of every page, or whatever, there's a tiny little call to action that says, like what you see, learn more here. And that goes to the squeeze page. And this way, after the first hundred chats or the first hundred emails, you're not having to do chat or email anymore. You can even have an assistant do this. You can have an assistant go on and invite these people to your chat, invite these people to email, spend, hear the question, and go, great, Sean has written an, an, a compendium of 100 different questions that people have asked in the past. Your question is number 37. I'm just here. Here's the PDF. It's 147 pages long. It blow them away, right? And all, in that book, in that PDF is a call to action to get onto your list. Now, will your conversion rate be as high if you chatted? No, but you're not putting as much time in. All the folks that you're seeing that when you start small and you're willing to do it personally, you're able to learn more about what people need. Once you know what people need, you can give it to them in more of a mass fashion. Okay, so what I want to do now is begin some case studies. Um, Yvonne, I'd like to go with you first. So, Yvonne, you're live. Right. Okay. Tell um, me. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Sean, that um, you have touched on so many areas that I am personally doing. I'm not saying that I'm doing everything perfectly, but I just want to quickly say something. My easiest form of attracting clients in the past was face-to-face -face networking workshops, local workshops, and word of mouth. Online, and I'm saying this so you can understand where to take it from, everything that you have said, my three areas of focus on social media is, are LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. And I'm not a huge Facebook fan either, but I get lots of great feedback. I offer complimentary coaching sessions get great testimonials, invite people. One piece that I'm missing is the last one you mentioned. We're sending people to one of my PDFs, and I have many. I don't always do that. So that's a missing piece that I'm going to make sure that I implement. So I get all this adulation, oh, you need to listen to one, blah, blah, blah. And everything is wonderful, and she's somebody you must listen to. 
and people come to me. But then when I offer my products as a service, as a, as like my coaching programs, then it's crickets. So what is it am I doing? Am I training people to get for free so that when I sell something, they don't take it seriously? So it's maybe it's not traffic is the problem, but there could be a, there is a part of it that's traffic, but maybe it's something else that I'm doing or not doing. So what I'd like to do today, I want to stick to the traffic side because we've agreed it's going to be a traffic study, and so I'd like to stick with the traffic side. Now, next week or another week, we can look at the conversion sequence because that may be where your challenge is. Now, I want to stick to the traffic. How many sub new subscribers are you getting every month right now, Yvonne? Less than 50. Okay, so... I submit to you that if you were getting 500 instead of 50, you'd be able to run tests that help you determine which emails people are going to buy from. Yes. So your conversion sequence may be messed up or not. But with only 50 new subscribers a month, we, it's not going to tell us much. Now, can I use some of my own expertise and experience? Sure, we, I could do that. And, and I can give you some educated experience guesses that would probably move you in the right direction. But with only 50 subscribers a month, you're, you're not going to gain a whole lot of traction. Imagine if you could get 500 subscribers a month for the same effort that you're putting in right now to get 50. I can imagine that. The difference it would make to, to overall to my business, yes, I can do that. Okay. So let me ask you this. How many hours a week are you spending in social media and in various places attempting to get people to come over and become subscribers? <clears throat> Quantified, it's... Uh, no, I try to spend, most days I don't spend more than, and these are deliberate, I don't spend more than an hour and a half, maximum two days, and it's not every day, and usually I approach it with a purpose in mind, with an objective. Excellent. So, Excellent. So how many hours a week? Hmm. Ten sounds like a lot, because I don't think I spend ten hours. Um but let's say over a seven-day period, because I do work on the weekends too, let's just say 10. Um, I think that's higher than I spend, way higher. But just let's say between 8 and 10 hours. Let's put it one hour per day. Well, let's be conservative. Would seven be more realistic? I would say eight hours would be more realistic. Okay, so eight hours. So if we take eight hours times four, that's 32 hours a month to get 50 subscribers. So you're getting a about 1.5 subscribers per hour that you spend on on traffic gen. Does that sound about right? Yes, except that some months I don't even get 50. Because, yes. Okay, yes. let me just answer what yes, you asked. Yes, yes. We have to have a baseline, Yvonne. We have to right. have a baseline. And, mm -hmm. in, and in order for you to grow, you have to know what your baseline is every week. Mm -hmm. And if that lift last week, it was 1.5. Next week, you want it to be 1.7, and a good way to do this is to create a spreadsheet, and every hour, every hour that you spend on online, 
trying to drive traffic. You document that hour, and every day you determine how many subscribers you got that day. And in about three weeks, you'll be able to see a pattern that when you spend more time here, you get some of your hours of on are worth five subscribers an hour. Some of your hours are worth zero, but you don't know which hours are worth zero and which are worth five. But imagine if all you did was you took those 32 hours and put them all to work on five subscriber an hour activities, you would go from 50 subscribers a month to 150 with no additional effort, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, so that's your first assignment is to you, you open up a spreadsheet, and for every hour you spend doing driving any kind of traffic, write down what you do on, on a line on that spreadsheet. Every single day when you wake up the following morning, note how many subscribers came in the prior day. Take a look at where the subscribers came from. You 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 won't know all of them, but if you can if you can get a feeling for where half of them came from, just double that number. That's probably where all of them came from. Okay, I mean, unless you've got some hidden source that you don't know about. But on average, if you can figure out where half of them are coming from, then you just double that. Or if a third of them are coming from a certain place and you can document that, you're probably getting more than you're able to document. Okay? So if you'll do that for three weeks, you will notice some amazing patterns. That's step one. The second thing, Yvonne, let me ask you this. Can you think of three websites or forums where people are looking for a solution to a problem that you can help them with that's not social media? American Express, Open Forum is one. Um, okay. um, another favorite, unfortunately, there's Soul Mosaic Hub, so I haven't replaced that. And uh, there's another one where they're asking questions. It's not Medium. Medium Medium is pretty good, too. And I've had results from Medium. But there's another one. I'm not sure. If, I can't remember if it's Pockets. I could start spending time there. And um, you said not social media. And then pick a forum. Pick another forum. Um, mm -hmm. Because I've really not been going back to I've kind of just left that and I haven't been doing anything with that, so that's something I can go back to answering questions. And as you always advise, based on the questions, create PDFs to answer the questions. Absolutely. So the next step, the next thing that I think that you should do, because in each of these places, wherever you're hanging out, you're inviting folks to your website, but you probably don't know if somebody came to your website and became a subscriber from Facebook, Twitter, Medium, open forum, and you don't know where they're becoming a subscriber from as their original source, right? The analytics will show limited, but no, not always. I can't see well, sometimes when people come back. Time? I'm sorry? What percentage of the time? Um, honestly, Sean, I don't check my, my Google Analytics as often as I should. But I will go on it from time to time, and I'll see that if someone came not to for the email, not for an opt-in, but they visited my website and they came from, the traffic came from Facebook, for example. So I can't give you any percentage because I have not been following it up as I should. 
Okay, but if if you were to check those stats every morning, could yes. you determine where your subscribers are coming from each day? I believe I could, but I can't answer that authoritatively until I start checking it and seeing if it's giving me the information as you're suggesting now. So once I Absolutely. start checking it, I will know. Absolutely. Here's the thing. If you'll do these three things, you're in position to quadruple your traffic in 60 days. Because when you have this data, you'll be able to correlate, I'm spending this much time a week at Facebook, and I'm getting this many leads per hour. I spend this much time at Medium, and I'm, you, you need to know where every lead is coming from mm-hmm. and the amount of time that you're putting in. And when you do that, you will be able to quadruple your production. Now, once you've quadrupled your production, I can give you another method of quadrupling it again. But this stage has to happen. Without this data, you'll never be able to break through to the next level because you'll just be guessing on what works. How's that sound? That is very true. Thank you very much. It gives me groundwork. Excellent. A, a place to start, a base to start tracking. Thank you. Excellent. Sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, folks, I want to say this to everybody, and I'm going to take Don. So, Don, you can be ready. The, the method that I just gave Yvonne will work for all of you. It'll work for all of you. Every, every, everybody hearing the sound of my voice can use the method that I just gave Yvonne, and you can quadruple your traffic. And you may only be getting 10 subscribers a month, and you say, well, why would I want to quadruple traffic? I can't live on 40 subscribers. Because if you can get to 40, as soon as you can get to 40, I can show you how to quadruple that and get to 160. You're going to say, Sean, I need more than 160. Well, all you got to do is get to 160. I can show you a way to quadruple that and get to 640. And then you can quadruple that and get to 3,000 subscribers a month. And if you only make $10 a subscriber, that's a decent living, isn't it? So the method that I just gave Yvonne, and if you give you all three stages. So the first thing is track every minute that you spend anywhere generating traffic. The second step is to come up with at least three different non-social media places where people are hanging out and invest time there. The third thing is know where every lead is coming from. Now, there's a few different ways. I was going to give it to Yvonne. She said she had a way in place. She's using Google Analytics, and she's got Google Analytics set up in such a way it will give her that information. So she can do it that way. There's two other ways to do it. The other way to do it is to create a unique identifying opt-in form or link using any analytics software. It can be Google or it can be, you know, one of the, the other big ones or whatever the case is, but that tells you, tells your website where people are coming from to get to your website and become leads. You can send them to a different opt-in page if they go to, so you have a Twitter opt-in page, a Facebook opt-in page, a Medium opt-in page, and so in your autoresponder, they are tagged. This lead started out at Facebook. This lead started out at Twitter. This lead started out at Medium. Once you have that information, you can now tally up. I spent four hours on Facebook this week and got two leads from Facebook. I spent four hours on Medium and got 16 leads. I spent four hours on a specialized forum and got 32 leads. Then the following week, you're going to automatically adjust. You're either going to say, okay, I've got to ramp things up in Facebook. I've got to find a different way. 
or you're going to go, you know what, it's not worth my time. And by the way, I'm just throwing numbers out. I'm not, I'm not ranking these reality-wise. You have to do that for yourself. But when you do that, the numbers will tell you the truth. Don, I'm going to go ahead and take you. Um, I want to look at traffic. I want to think about traffic. And I want you to tell me the three places, because I'm not going to repeat what I just gave Yvonne. The instructions that I just gave Yvonne are the exact instructions that I would give you if you went first or if you hired me for a one-on-one. That's the instructions for you to do. My question to you is, what are three places that are non-social media where people are looking for answers that you can provide? Sean, is it this done? Okay, go ahead. Is it this Don you're looking for? Yes, Don. Okay. Uh, three non-social media places I would look for traffic. Um, one place that that I've dabbled a little bit and um, I believe has quite a bit of stuff going on, and I can't remember the name of it. My my two sons like it a lot. It's uh, the name's escaping me. It's a place That's where okay. you go. Do more. It's a place where you go to ask questions, and there's a couple of places like that. So one starts with a Q, Quora. Yep, that's thing, it. Where people go to ask questions, and then there's the other one that that uh, that is more of a news kind of place where people pass things around. Um, the other for me, gee whiz, I kind of like what uh, what uh, Yvonne said about the uh, American Express forums. Those I've seen those in the past, and those those can be big time places as well as success, I guess, can be. So I think those places, perhaps, but Sean, really, I've not. This is something I've not. Uh, I've not put a lot of time or thought into. I keep seeing places and noting them down, but I've not been active. Okay. So if you're struggling with traffic, Don, and my understanding is, and maybe I misunderstood, my understanding was you wanted to do traffic, participate in traffic case study. So we're going to keep yours nice and short, Don. I went overboard with Yvonne because it's setting the frame. If you're serious about getting more traffic to your website, you'll do what I just shared with Yvonne, and you'll do it with the places where people are hanging out to look for what you have to offer, if you're serious. You know, if it's something that, you know, a month from now, you're going to be kind of like, you know, well, I haven't really done much with it, that tells me that you're not serious about getting traffic. And that's neither right nor wrong. You have a thriving consulting and services business. So I'm only suggesting these things because you come here and solicit advice from me, so that's what I'm I'm just saying. If you want to drive more traffic, then you'll do these things. If you don't, that's okay, too. Does that sound fair, Don? It does, Sean. Let me ask one question. Go ahead. You said, there, you said so I believe Yvonne says she uses Google Analytics um, to track where people are coming from. You said there's two other ways, and you mentioned one using unique opt-in form links. Was there another one you were going to mention? Uh, yeah, and that is using tracking software 
So online uh, tracking software. So uh, let me try to give you a couple of names. I'm not going to recommend anything, uh, but I'm not going to recommend, but I'm going to tell you a couple of company names that do that kind of thing, and then you can go do your own research. Okay, so just uh, give me just a second. I want to come up with a couple of names. Just give me a second. I'll have it. Okay, hold on. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm doing a Google search. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a couple of names in mind at the tip of my tongue. And, uh, okay. So I'm going to give you two places. I'm just going to give you two ideas to study. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that they're they're great. Improvely.com and Optimizely.com. So Improvely.com or Optimizely.com. And there's many, many more tracking software is out there, but what the tracking software does is it allows you to, to know if you use a certain link, so it just goes back to links, where people are coming from, okay? And that's critical to your ability to determine what traffic sources are working for you. And so you can do it any of those ways. You can use Improvely or Optimizely or any of the others. There's Crazy Egg and there's some others out there. And then, or you can use Google Analytics, or you can uh, use the autoresponder opt-in codes. Any of those methods work. Okay. I'm I'm thinking yep. even with I'm Google thinking. Analytics, it would be good to have a tracking codes to fine-tune that. I've seen a number of people I use UTM yep. codes. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. All right. So I've given you what I want you to take next, and so I'm not. I don't want to give you any more theory. Um, I want to take one more traffic case study if you're if somebody else is interested. I want to make sure we have time for that. So I've got time for one more traffic case study. If you would like me to talk with you about your traffic, hit star two. Be the first person to hit star two in the next 30 seconds. Okay, so I can't take eight people. So if eight people hit star two, I'm going to take the first one I see. So about 10 seconds left. All right, so... Uh, Marion, I'm glad you, I told you I'd talk with you, and uh, I drew a blank. So you're yeah. live, Marion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So based on everything you've heard today, there's no sense in me reteaching what I taught Yvonne, and then obviously Don, I just barely added to it. Uh, there's a couple of different reasons why I did it that way with Don. Based on everything that you've heard today, my interaction with Yvonne, with Don, and what I gave you as an introduction, what what question do you have that I can help take you to the next level? Okay. I have taken copious notes of what you said to Yvonne because it triggered a whole lot of thoughts for me. And... Uh, reminded me of what I should have already known. Where I am looking at groups on Facebook, for example, everything that's related to uh, the diabetes is not drug and 
you know, that's all it is. Uh, the Asian countries, the Indians and so forth, and they have, there's a lot of subscribers to some of those, and there's absolutely none that are um, American. So that was a thought that I had of starting one, but before I can start one, I've got to go find people in the first place. So I had not thought about the health forms, and so now that's what I'm researching. Given that, what other good advice have you got? I think that's a great place. I think you, you've got to find out what those places are where people are hanging out, because and you have to do that legwork. You've got to find out where mm -hmm. those people are hanging out. Another, I'll give you this. If you'll start talking to people in the forums and just having conversations, don't try, you don't have to sell people the first week. All you have to do, all you're doing is making friends. Use making friends. You in there, if you'll talk to okay. 50 people in the forums every day for a week and you'll build some rapport and you're able to ask okay. somebody, hey, what's your biggest challenge? What's your biggest problem with managing your diabetes? Because you built some trust. And they'll tell you. Now, here's the next question. Here's the next question that you ask. And you say, how difficult has it been for you to find the answer to this? And because they're in the forum trying to find the answer, they're asking you, guess what? The answer is almost always going to be it's been pretty difficult. Because if they have the answer, they're going to quit looking. It's kind of like when you go to the grocery store and you don't know where the macaroni and cheese is. You might spend 20 minutes looking, but as soon as you find it, are you going to keep looking for macaroni and cheese? Nope. Nope, you're done. Well, it's the same thing. And so mm -hmm. what that means is if somebody's still looking for an answer to something with diabetes, guess what? They haven't been able to find the answer. They don't know. Or if they've yeah. been able to find the answer, they, they are, they're not willing to accept the answer. Okay, so I get that with some uh -huh. of my clients sometimes. I can tell my clients, you've got to do this. And I'm going to use this as an example, Marion. There are people on this call today that are listening to me give this method of figuring traffic out that in 90 mm -hmm. days will ask me, how do I get traffic? And I will say, <laughs> did you do what I gave you 90 days ago? And they'll say no, because they're not willing to accept that, this, that it's worth their time or that they're willing to put their money where their mouth is, or whatever the case is. Well, people that have diabetes have the same thing. I mean, you can tell them till you're blue in the face, you got to cut back on your sugar. Well, if they don't cut back on their sugar, 90 days from now, they're going to be asking the same question. And so, so the real challenge for you, Marion, is not necessarily teaching people these are the steps that you take to help your diabetes, but instead your real challenge might be how can I make it easier for you to take those steps. Maybe that means you develop an app that helps people monitor and have success and gamifies the idea of reducing the sugar intake or whatever it takes for certain people. Maybe that means that you're going to create an app that helps people to do that. Mm -hmm. You're going to tell people about the app, and the app is what's going to change people's lives. It's not going to be you telling people to you're blue in the face, you've got to eat better. Instead, it's going to be figure out why they're not eating better and to help them. So, you know, whatever the case is. So here's, we're going to go back to, you're going to go into the forums, and you're going to build these relationships, and once they say, well, it's been really difficult, here's what you're going to do. You're going to say, well, where have you been looking for help? When they tell you, what does that tell you? It tells you that they were looking for help in these other places, and what does that mean? 
there's other people looking for help in those places as well. And so now, instead of the three forms that you can find by asking the 50 people in those forms you build relationships with, you'll be able to find 150 places online where people are going and looking for help, and you can begin to enter the conversation stream there. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Okay. Well, that's your homework. So here's what I want to do, folks. You're welcome. Here's what I want to do, folks, next. I want to take a 30-second call to action here, if not less. Any questions on what I've taught on today, hit star two on your phone. Any questions? All right. I'm not seeing any questions. So what I want to do, I want to go back to Bruce. You say that the big thing that you're struggling with is kind of your big idea in words that your clients are uh, looking for. And, and I think that I, I want to address this in a couple of different ways. I want to address this in a couple of different ways. I want to go back to traffic, and I want to talk about interrupting a traffic flow. Uh, and I'm going to open your line, Bruce. Bruce, you with me? I'm with you. Okay. So Hello? here's how you... Here's how you find out the words that they are using, okay? On your autoresponder opt-in code, you're going to create a custom field. And it just depends. They're called different things in different autoresponders. But instead of just having name and email address, you can ask a question. And so what you're going to do is you're going to ask the following question or any other question that you test out over time and it finds that you get you the results that you want. But you can ask, what is the single biggest thing that you're looking for help with in terms of your pets, for example? And they're going to they're gonna write, only half the people will fill that line out. So don't make your web form require that answer or you'll get half the subscribers because only half the people are willing to do that. But the half that are, you'll take that data after 100 people input that and they tell you the answer to what they're looking for, you will have the words that people are using to try to find out their solution. Because those are the words that they're using that they're wanting to use to figure things out. Does that make sense? Yes, that's an excellent idea. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to give you another idea. You've got a website with quite a bit of content on it, right? Right. Okay. And are, are, are a fair number of people using your website? Not really. Not really. Okay. A few hundred a month? Yes. Okay. Here's what I would do, okay? And I can't, I don't, I can't give you instructions on how to do this on this call, but you can find out how to do this. It's a simple solution. It just depends on what your, your website's coded in. You find the right plug-in or the right coding to make this happen. What you do is you put a search bar on your website, and you make it front and center. So people are used to going to Google or going to Eddie Bauer and typing into the search engine, you know, I want a pair of pants. So what you do is you make that search bar front and center on your front page of your website. What are you looking for, question mark, with a big box that says search and click? If only 50 people type in what they're looking for, and all you've got to do 
is put tracking software. Again, I can't. I'm not going to. I can't give you the instructions on how to do it right here. But it's easy to find the instructions on how to do this. You just type these things in online, and you'll get the software code you can put on there. You can you can collect everybody's search responses, and after about 60 days, you have 50 to 100 search responses. You will know what's at the tip of their mind when they come to your website. Brilliant. I love it. Oh, great. I win today. If I can get somebody to say I, say I had a brilliant idea, I've won for the day. So, Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> you're welcome. Seriously, thank you, Sean. Yeah, you're welcome. You do those two things, and in about 60 days, you'll have all the data you need about what people are looking for. And then remember, once you know what people are looking for, you can start optimizing for that. You can write an article about every search term that somebody looks for. You can write an article. You can also add to your website a question and answer section. Have a question for Bruce? Type it here. And then make them submit a name and email for you to give them the response. And so when they answer the, ask the question, you write an article, put it on your website, and send it to them. And maybe when you send it to them, you say, hey, here's the article. And uh, by the way, if you like the article, would you do me a favor and like it on Facebook or whatever? You know, if you like the article, would you email it to somebody you know? Because you, you've done the law of reciprocity, right? You've said, hey, can I help you with anything? And you've answered their question. You've given them $75 of your time or $15 of your time or whatever your time is worth. To answer a question. I mean, if they came in to your office and did an office visit to ask the same question, it'd be 45 or 75 bucks or whatever your office visit is. So if they ask the same question online, you're giving them $75 worth of advice right now for nothing. And now all you're saying is, hey, if you like it, you're not even asking them to. You're saying, if you like what I gave you, would you be kind enough and return the favor and and shout it out or like it on Facebook? Or would you be kind enough to return the favor and just send it to somebody that you know that might need it? And you begin to develop more traction when you do it that way. All right, all right, folks. With that said, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Folks, many of you listening, for some reason, you didn't participate in the traffic case study. Um, maybe if I was too hard on these folks, I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It's not relevant because what I gave them will work for you. I've thrown a whole lot of ideas out there today. If you'll do what I just gave to Bruce and to Marion and to Yvonne and to Don, if you'll do all of those things in your business, you'll be able to see traffic quadruple and quadruple and quadruple and quadruple again. And I think that if you quadruple the number 40 four times, I think that's 3,200, right? 40 times 4 is 160 times 4 is 6,400 times 4 is 24, 25, 20, 2650. I don't know where I had 32 from. 2,600. There's nobody on this call that can't make a full-time living on 2,600 subscribers a month, especially when they're generated this way because they're real subscribers that have real problems. They're not some traffic you generically buy online. These are real subscribers with real problems. 